0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective 2020 on Vision We're into the real uh, issues of the whole year ahead. February, of course, often the time when the rubber hits the road and all the good aspirations that we have for a year ahead begin to take effects. Uh, So many of us have some good intentions and make resolutions to pray more. Uh, to read the Bible more deeply and to serve the purposes of God in our local church. But unless we are determined to do something practical right now, we may be making the same resolution this time next year. Well, a quick survey of the state of communities around Australia, and you can even cast your eyes around the world, and you might agree that this is a time to take issues of the kingdom of God much, much more seriously. The likelihood is, right now, your local church is firing up prayer meetings, and no doubt they'll be encouraging people just like you and I in church to intensify Our devotional life. Well, we're going to focus on one of those dimensions today and get some foundations working for our own personal prayer life. A lot to look at, and so we're going to look at both the ordinary and the extraordinary dimensions of having a prayer life today. And I do want to invite you to join into our conversation. We will open our talkback lines very shortly. Our special guest through this coming hour is Brian Pickering. Now, Brian leads the Australian Prayer Network, not only resourcing people like you and I, but training prayer warriors right up to an advanced level of prayer. Uh, Brian Pickering, a special welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil.
1: good to be with you again.
0: Uh, Brian, if we talk about resetting our prayer life for a challenging year, is this a time to be thinking about uh, just getting things back into full swing? Because sometimes we can let things lapse a little through uh, Christmas and New Year break. And uh, what are your thoughts about getting things back with your your personal prayer life and getting on target?
1: Yes, well, any time is a good time to start. So, uh, and beginning uh, a new year is all is a time when we do focus on uh, what we've been doing and what we should be doing and whether we can do things better. So it is a good time of the year to consider those things. And, uh, and a prayer life, of course, is, is of major significance because uh, prayer, I believe, is what drives life and what changes life, where uh, things need to be changed and so forth. So it's uh, absolutely important that, that we have a prayer life. And, and I know lots of people uh, believe that. Uh, they start off well, and then they uh, they uh, life crowds in upon them and uh, uh, they don't sort of keep it up perhaps as much as they would like through the year. Uh,
0: Brian Jesus is the role model. Uh, he's the one who taught the disciples to pray, you know our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, all sorts of things here, very important for the Christian who thinks, well, uh, I just let everybody else in church life, manage their own idea of prayer and uh, I'm just doing my own thing floating along what are your thoughts uh, just as we get the conversation underway for those who might be uh, feeling like they're a little bit challenged in this area and don't really get into what we might think is an effective devotional prayer life any thoughts there? Yes, uh, there are a number of different aspects to
1: prayer Uh, one of course is the personal relationship that prayer allows us to have with our Heavenly Father and so that's important for every single person uh, to uh, to have that relationship. And that relationship comes through reading his word and praying and fellowshipping with his people. Um, so uh, they're things that we we should be ensuring are part of our everyday life. But then there are those who go a little deeper and begin to pray for other uh, people, uh, other situations. And then there's those who... Uh, who see prayer as a major focus of their, of their commitment to, to God and, and pray for things like issues that they read about in the newspaper, things that are going on in nations and so forth. So it's important to, to understand at what level you need to plug into. Um, and if it's the personal level between you and God, then you need to set aside some time each day and make that become a daily habit. Um, and like uh, a lot, most things in the kingdom of God, you put that first rather than last uh, on the list of things you need to do for the day. Now, many people start off with uh, probably very bold expectations and they think, well, I'm going to pray for, for half an hour a day or an hour a day. And, and that's a long time for a, a person beginning out. Uh, I would encourage someone who's, going, who's starting out to, to maybe aim for five minutes to start with And if you get through the five minutes, extend it to ten minutes and, and build up rather than try and start at something that's beyond your reach.
0: I'm asking a question today and asking listeners to respond and you can find the question on our Facebook page, a great place to be able to interact with other listeners to a conversation like this today. The question I'm asking today is, is it better to pray on your own or with others? Now this is an interesting one here, Brian, because uh, the immediate thought that I have is, well, you need to be doing both. Uh, and uh, and we'll, we'll unpack this a little bit and we'll get some thoughts from listeners through the hour. But uh, better to pray on your own or with others, because a lot of churches will have a prayer meeting. Uh, they're not always, you know, exciting and attractive. It's not really an entertainment experience. But uh, the idea of getting together with others, how does that work with your own personal prayer time, your own personal, you know, your own prayer closet, uh, to use some biblical terminology there? Any thoughts around that?
1: Yeah, well, I probably agree with you that you, you need both. Um, c- certainly, your personal interrelationship with God uh, can be done in the, in the privacy of your own bedroom or wherever you sit to, to pray. Uh, and that's something that you do on your own because it's a, a personal relationship with you and God. But I think uh, in, in most things, it's always better to pray with others. Because uh, when we pray with others, uh, it expands our understanding of what God is saying to us because he's speaking not just directly to us, he's speaking to other people and other people are sharing what they believe God is saying to them. And so it helps to expand our understanding on the subject. And the Bible teaches us that uh, we should come together, we are a body and each one contributes uh, to, to make it a whole. And if we're just on our own praying for something that's not not just for ourselves, Uh, if we're just praying on our own, then we're not covering every aspect of that situation. Now, it's not always easy to pray with other people because uh, they may pray differently to us or they may believe slightly different things to us. Uh, But if we're gracious and uh, and are able to just uh, uh, relax into that and and to listen to what other people are saying and make our contribution, it can be much more uh, meaningful if we are praying together uh, rather than on our own.
0: Uh, Brian, there might be natural and supernatural orientations when we have a prayer time. Uh, Some people will say, you know, when I pray, it changes my heart. And you might even argue that there are some psychological, more natural things that happen too when we pray or when we pray together with others or pray around the Bible. But there's this supernatural element of prayer and in a very secularised type nation that we do in Australia, sometimes we're uh, doubtful of the supernatural, but what are your thoughts for what it is to enter into the courts of the Lord and recognise that there is a supernatural dimension to prayer?
1: Well, I, I like when I pray and when I spend time in prayer, I like to think that I'm entering into what I call the prayer meeting in heaven that's going on continuously. But around the throne of God, there are, uh, there are the angels and those who have gone before us who, who are gathered around the throne room in worship to God. And, and I, I, I see myself as sort of joining that prayer meeting. Uh, and, and so I'm expecting uh, God to speak to me. I'm expecting God to show me things. I'm expecting to feel the presence of God because, uh, you know, if you were sitting in a meeting with thousands of people worshipping God, you know, there's going to be things happening within your mind and spirit and body. Uh, and so I'm expecting that when I, when I meet with God in whatever the situation that is. So, so, I, so I believe that, that uh, rather than asking God to join me, uh, I'm, I'm seeking to join Him Uh, in that heavenly prayer meeting, which is going on 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
0: Well, he hasn't slept overnight. We're the ones who have slept overnight. So uh, as you say, we're joining him in the big prayer meeting that's going on uh, that includes uh, all believers everywhere who are able to participate in that. I know listeners will be very interested in this idea of feeling the presence of God. I mean, there are different dimensions here, and some will say, oh, it's not all about feelings. But for a lot of people, there is this idea of feeling the presence or being in the presence of God and, uh, and how you might sense that feeling. Any thoughts here? Because I know there'll be listeners interested in how you're supposed to feel when you're in the presence of God. That will
1: be different for every single person. And I would say it's not something that you should be aiming for. Uh, in other words, it's not the focus of your prayer. The focus of your prayer is to engage in, uh, with God and listen to God and, and then do what God tells you to do. But when you're in the presence of, of anyone, um, the, the the interaction between two human beings generates uh, uh, a, a feeling, a sense of well-being or, or uh, those sorts of things. And different people will experience it in different ways and some people who are... Are more emotional than others will probably feel it more emotionally through their emotions than others. So if, if you don't feel it, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that if you're not wired the same as someone else who is much more uh, expressive or emotional in the way they do things. Um, but uh, I think any relationship... Uh, isn't just a, a cold relationship. I think any time you interact with anyone, whether it be God or whether it be someone in your own family, uh, there is something that interacts between you that affects your uh, body, mind, and spirit. And uh, the more you, the more you engage with that person, the more you engage with God, the more likely it is that you're going to begin to feel it. So, just it's not like something you can just turn on with a switch or you know, turn off with a switch. Uh, It comes out of a relationship and it comes out of an ongoing building relationship. And that's what we need to encourage uh, ourselves in our relationship with God. Get to know him better. And as we get to know him better, we will begin to feel his presence in a greater way.
0: And there is a sense of a two-way conversation here too. And I suspect the feeling elements uh, don't come always in the one-way conversation that we might have Towards God, but in those moments where we might zip our lip and begin to listen and uh, uh, begin to feel the experience of being in the presence of God, I wonder whether this idea of a two-way conversation is something that a lot of Christian believers uh, can can grapple with and and some uh, just feel like the prayer time that we've just had is, it's really all about what I say and not about me listening.
1: That, that is one of the reasons why prayer doesn't work for so many people, because it is only a one-way thing. Many Christians believe, unfortunately, that prayer is us talking to God. I I happen to believe that prayer actually is not something that we engage in. It's it, it, Prayer is an activity of God, and we link to it. We, we uh, connect to it. Uh, and so certainly it's a two-way situation. Now, we may not hear God's audible voice. I'm not suggesting that you have to hear God's audible voice. I don't hear God's audible voice. But I do hear inner promptings in my spirit. When I pray about something, uh, something arises within, within my spirit, a thought or, 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 or an emotion. Uh, now, I have to believe that that's God wanting to speak to me. And again, it's something that I, I learn over years, how to recognize that voice and, and know what to do with it. Uh, but certainly, uh, prayer is a two-way thing. It's not just us pouring out our heart to God. It's not just us giving him a list of things you want him to do. Uh, in fact, it's, it's really asking him, what do you want me to do for you, Lord? Who do you want me to ring today? Who do you want me to encourage today? Uh, where do you want me to go today? Uh, and and if we are able to hear him speak to us and do the things that he asks us to do, then that's when prayer really becomes effective.
0: I imagine, too, that the Bible as an element, as part of a prayer life, is going to be very important because... As we'll sometimes say in this program, the idea of reading the Bible uh, teaches you to learn the language of God. And when we actually then are having this prayer life, uh, things we might say and the things when we pause to listen, uh, hearing the language of God uh, is is going to be attuned to a a biblical language. Uh, Any thoughts here? around this idea of the Bible being a part of an interaction time between you and God?
1: Absolutely. In fact, uh, uh, if, we, if you don't know what to pray for, then get your Bible out and begin to read the Bible and pray the Bible. Uh, in other words, uh, the things that God says in his word, pray those into being in your own life. Pray them into being in situations that you know that, that need that word. And so having a Bible alongside of you and and incorporating reading the Bible in your prayer time uh, enables you also to hear from God because he speaks through his word. Uh, And then to, to pray into the things that God is saying and relating it back to your life or the life of our nation or the nations or whatever you're praying
0: for. So what you're saying here, I think, is that uh, you're hearing the wisdom of God, and you recognize where there are things in our, perhaps our families, in our communities, in our workplaces that don't align with the wisdom of God, and uh, you can see that there are some destructive things or dangers that may be upon people. Uh, Understanding that wisdom of God gives you some insight into how to pray into those situations.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, and the Bible says His ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts than our thoughts. So, so, so we can't we can't uh, prejudge what is right and wrong in any situation, really, um, uh, unless we've got the Word of God to measure it against. So, so to to uh, f- find out what God says about a situation, and then to pray that into that situation is powerful.
0: Let me just touch on something really important here, Brian, because we might discern that the world has changed, that 2021 is not the way that it was at the beginning of 2020, uh, that a prayer life here is going to be so necessary in plotting your strategy to move forward. Uh, What are your thoughts for the fact that things are changing direction around the world at a very fast pace right now?
1: They are indeed, and I I defy anyone to be able to know... uh, where we're heading or what we're heading for or whatever you know uh, god is moving rapidly and quickly and i don't want to prejudge uh, what he's going to do according to my understanding Uh, i'm sitting and saying lord what are you doing and why are you doing it and what do how do i respond to that Uh, so uh, so, uh, you know people say we don't know how to pray well we only don't know how to pray because we don't know what god's answer is into the situations we're facing What is God's answer to all the upheaval in the world? What is God's answer to the coronavirus? What is God's answer to the political issues that we face? Uh, I don't think any of us have the wisdom to be able to prejudge that in in perfect accordance with God's will. So we need to understand things that we've never had to face before. We need to know what God's wisdom is, what God's understanding is. And that will come through his word, uh, through him Uh, enlightening the the word to us, through him speaking into our spirits. And and if it's something that we haven't thought of before, we can almost rest assured that's God speaking to us a truth that we weren't aware of before. And I'm sure that there are many truths that God is trying to teach us in today's world that we haven't uh, learned before or haven't understood before. We've just gone on our merry way for, for even decades. And now God's saying, hold on a minute, Uh, each step you've taken has been a step that's got you further away from me and I want you to come back to me and this is what you need to do to do that.
0: Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson A Biblical Perspective on Life, Culture and Current Events Our special guest this hour is Brian Pickering who leads the Australian Prayer Network. When I introduced you a short while ago, Brian, I said you not only resource people with uh, special prayer points, but you also train prayer warriors right up to an advanced level. Uh, Let's talk about levels for a moment here because sometimes I used to, I I use the illustration, you know, you're in the deep end or the shallow end. Uh, There's a certain sense in which that happens with people in their prayer life too. Uh, Beginners into immediate, advanced levels of prayer. Uh, maybe it's not even a good way to, to, to differentiate like that, but uh, but that's the way you work with some of these uh, special uh, teaching times that you do around prayer. Give us some insight here into where you can maybe make a self-assessment as to where you might be as a, as a prayer.
1: Yes, well, we, we run what we call Watchman Schools of Intercession, now unfortunately, um, because of the coronavirus, we've had it at uh, last year was pretty much a lost year because uh, um, of closed borders and uh, restrictions on meeting and that sort of stuff. But we are getting uh, back into it uh, this year. Um, there are three levels to the school, foundation, intermediate and advanced, and we encourage people to do it in that order. Uh, some people say to us, well, look, I'm a, I've been praying for years and years, I don't need to get to the foundation level. But it's amazing what uh, is opened up in the foundation level that people think, oh, I never knew that, I didn't know that, you know. So so we shouldn't think um, too highly of where we're at uh, and we would encourage people to do the three levels um, and, uh, and, in fact, uh, uh, next weekend, in, if you're in Brisbane, Uh, There is a school next weekend in Brisbane, so uh, people can go to that school. It doesn't cost anything to go. It's just a love offering taken up during the course of the school. Uh, And the school goes over six sessions. We do two next weekend. We're doing them on the Thursday night, the 4th of February, and all day Saturday at the Salvation Army Centre in Alexandra Hills. If you go to our website and look up our Watchman School calendar, you'll get all the details there. Um, but uh, if you're interested in it, all you do have to do is just re- register and the, the name and phone number there to register with is on the, on the website um, and uh, turn up on Thursday night and Saturday and you'll, you'll have completed the foundation level school. Then later in the year, there'll be opportunity to do intermediate and advanced. If you're not in Brisbane, uh, we're still uh, trying to get churches to, to host the schools and, of course, they've been through a difficult time. So it may take a little while for some of the other states to get going again. Um, but that's uh, we've had 15,000 people go through those schools and excellent reports coming back from people who have been through the schools and have learned so much. And that's that's the beginning of, of, a, of your own personal prayer life, perhaps, or it also motivates you to begin to think beyond yourself and to pray for your own uh, city or town or or nation or whatever
0: okay and we'll very very helpful we'll mention that alexandra hills gathering in brisbane that's this week thursday night and on saturday we'll mention that again shortly hey taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 a listener who prefers to remain anonymous uh, welcome along to 2020 hello hi there yes Uh, what are your thoughts today Uh,
2: Uh, I just wanted to say what I believe the Lord showed me to pray last March um, and I've prayed every day since. It's just four prayers, four scriptures. I don't have the scripture references on me. The first was that the wicked would be removed from office, which you can look up the reference. The second was that the truth would be shouted from the rooftops. The third was the plague would be stopped and the fourth that the Lord would pour out his spirit both the latter rain and the former rain, together. And I've prayed that every day since last March. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the body of Christ, um, I think that the Lord is doing two things. He's waking up the body of Christ and he's saying, come on, get real, this is, we're in a war, we're, this isn't a picnic. And the other thing, you know, to humble ourselves and to seek the Lord, and he says, I will heal your land. And so to draw close to the Lord, but the other is that we need to choose what side we're going to be on, and we need to recognise there are works of darkness in high places, in government, and in principal powers. Of darkness is witness, and we need to start praying effective prayers. And as your guest said, open the Bible and pray what the Lord has written for us to pray. Good insight. We're coming into we're coming into agreement with Him, and we're coming into agreement with the prayer prayers that heaven
0: is praying Brian and that's Pickering, a powerful thing we can do. Brian, what are your thoughts for our caller today?
1: Yeah, I, look, I, I agree with, uh, with everything she said. We certainly are in a war, a war like I've never known in my lifetime and I'm, I'm reasonably aged. Uh, so uh, we certainly are in a war. And I, I uh, commend her for the fact that she's prayed those things that the Lord has given her every day since March. Uh, Lots of people would have given up and said, well, you know, uh, I've prayed that once or twice, I don't need to do it again. But it's the persevering prayer that prays the Word of God into being that eventually breaks through. So I would encourage her to continue to do what she's doing. Uh, That's a very good example of what what happens when we listen to God and God gives us His Scripture. Uh, Praying Scripture, you can't go wrong um, because Scripture is truth. And so to pray that until the fruit comes forth uh, is, I think, what God is asking us to do. So that's a very good way of doing it, and um, I commend her for her perseverance.
0: Uh, Yes, perseverance, one of those things that uh, is important, uh, choosing four points. Uh, Back to our listener for a moment there. Uh, Just uh, your perseverance, and uh, you're going to keep praying until you see breakthroughs. Oh,
2: yes. You're still talking to me? Yep. Yes. I'm going to keep praying, and I I share this prayer with I'm very isolated, um, uh, but I share with people as I can. And I was just in in the car listening, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is such an opportunity that people need to know.
0: Right. Well, thank you so Um, much for calling through. Uh, Brian, before we move on, let's take another call. Penny is on the line from Tasmania. Penny, welcome along.
3: Thank you. Hello, Neil. Hello. Uh, Great to hear from you, Penny. How are you?
0: Very well, Penny. Thank you, Penny. What are your thoughts, Penny?
3: um, Look, I've been listening to you this morning and I've listened to you on other occasions and I always like what you have to say. And um, my mother used to be a prayer warrior when we had her. Um, She was amazing. Um, I'd love to follow in her footsteps, but I don't feel like I'm up there. But, um, I have just one issue, uh, with myself because I pray on my own and it's more difficult praying on your own than it is with other people, uh, I've found, um, is that I don't have an ability in my sight to read the Bible or anything. I can look at something and it looks like a blank page to me because of my vision, but I do have sight. Um, what can you advise? But I do have the Bible on tape. It's a bit boring, but I do have it if I can find it. Uh, anyway, what, what can you suggest?
0: Um.
3: Uh, so that I can be focused and not fall asleep.
0: (laughs) Penny, wonderful thought, and I think you're probably reflecting what uh, quite a lot of people listening in might also feel. Uh, Brian, your thoughts for Penny?
1: Well, the first thing I was thinking was that uh, you can't get the Bible uh, uh, recorded on the tapes and so forth, but she said she's already got that, so... uh, um I'm not sure of how else you could access the Bible. Other people might have greater um, views on that than I do. Um, but it, it, yes, it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. But God knows that situation and God will compensate that in some other way. So um, I, I would believe if you just spend time with the Lord, uh, he knows your situation. I believe he's going to speak to you even more more clearly Uh, uh, than to other people because he knows you can't receive his words uh, visually. Uh, So um, uh, I I wouldn't put me off praying, but but it would make me uh, more sensitive to seeking to understand what God is saying in my spirit. In other words, what you feel as you pray, what you feel God is saying. And the more sensitive you are to that, uh, the more likely you are to hear what God is saying. Uh, and then providing what he's telling you to do is in accordance with the scriptures uh, then uh, to begin to to pray for the situations he puts on your heart uh, i believe god would use you mightily uh, as a person even though you may not be able to read the scriptures or even listen to the scriptures uh, he will write scriptures on your heart as you as you
0: commune with him and penny when you say that you're Yep, you, you that
3: many years ago that he would write scriptures on my heart Long before I started to lose my sight And I had no idea that I would be losing at uh, the degree of it that I couldn't read And But my husband does read words for Today for me And all the scriptures for that So I'm getting something and I get... Scripture verses from vision all day, so I, I'm I'm utilising those things, uh,
0: Penny. Wonderful, wonderful to to hear from you. And uh, one of the things I think uh, we could be inspired by is this idea, Penny, that uh, your mum was a prayer warrior, and you aspire to be like her. And uh, I want to thank you, Penny, for calling through and sharing your thoughts on on those issues today uh, before we move on this idea of having someone who is a role model who you see as a good prayer warrior and aspiring to be like that person brian this is this is a really powerful thing because not everyone's going to have someone in mind who they think is a wonderful prayer warrior and I want to be like them. But uh, any thoughts around uh, the idea of aspiring to be like someone who's gone before and has set a good role model and is leading the way?
1: Well, that's how life works, isn't it? Uh, I think we've all been inspired in different parts of our life. Uh, we're inspired by people who've gone before us. Uh, that's how young young children they have their their heroes and idols and so forth, whether it be a cricketer or a footballer or a netballer or whatever. But we, but someone else's example is is used in every aspect of life to inspire us, and to uh, to be inspired by someone whose life has been dedicated to prayer uh, is something else that we need to to uh, to listen to, and ma- maybe re- read a book of of someone who's written a book, an intercessor who's written a book about their life. Reese Howell is a is a, one whose um, whose books have been inspired thousands and thousands of people. Uh, and we do need that. We do need inspiration. Uh, it's, it's not not easy necessarily just to become a prayer warrior or just to become a, a meaningful intercessor. Uh, it's something that we need to aspire to, something we need to train in, something we need to learn, and something we need to, to to commit ourselves towards. And and if we do that, God has ways of doing what He wants to do in our life. If we open ourselves up, He provides the resources.
0: Uh, Let's talk about some of the comments that have come through on our Facebook page today, asking the question uh, on Facebook, is it better to pray on your own or with others? Uh, So some of the comments that have come through so far, Stanley says, I prefer closet prayer. In some situations, I become self and performance conscious. Any thoughts for how you might interact when you are around others in prayer time, Brian? Because, uh, you know, you might prefer closet prayers if you don't feel like you can pray in public or you, be, or if you, or you're a good prayer, you know, this idea that uh, it's a performance when you do lead prayer. Any thoughts here?
1: Well, God warns us against uh, being performers when it comes to things like prayer. So humility is always a good position to to take when you're a Christian, no matter what you're doing, is to take a position of humility. Uh, I I wouldn't worry too much if I go to prayer meetings and and I don't feel as if I can contribute verbally uh, because God searches the hearts of people. He doesn't listen so much to what we say. He searches our hearts. And the person who sits quietly in the corner never utters a word in a corporate prayer meeting could still be praying the most powerful prayers in the sight of God because their heart is attuned to God's heart. So, so uh, prayer is not always just words. Prayer comes from the heart and God sees the heart, interprets the heart, and sometimes we can't even put in what's in our heart, we can't put it into the words that we should to, to try and express it. So don't be put off by the fact that you can't pray publicly or you don't think you're good enough. That's not, a, that's not something that God uh, uh, agrees with. Uh, he's given each of us the ability to connect with him heart to heart and it's that heart to heart connection where the greatest communication, I believe, takes place. Now, you know, if no one prayed in a prayer meeting, it'd probably be a pretty <laughs> seemingly a boring prayer meeting. But if you're just one person who doesn't go to prayer meetings because you're frightened that you're not good enough to pray out loud, then I'd encourage you to to overcome that by seeing that it's not what you say out loud that counts. It's what you carry in your heart. <sighs>
0: The question I'm asking, is it better to pray on your own or with others? Uh, Mandy B. responded on the Facebook question today saying both, but I find it hard praying out loud in a group because my prayers are personal. Corporate prayer is essential for everyone to be part of thought. Uh, this is interesting because uh, Mandy seems to be saying that, uh, you know, when when you're listening to others pray, you're taken into a whole lot of deeper dimensions around the things that others are feeling and hearing in their own prayer time. Any thoughts for someone like Mandy?
1: Look, I think it's a very common thing for people to say, oh, my prayers are oh, I can't pray good enough um, because we get intimidated by other people whose words might flow from their mouth as, as easy as anything, and we become intimidated. Uh, I, I think that, uh, as I said for the, the the earlier caller, it's not it's not how good we pray that that moves the hand of God. It, it's how sincere we are in our heart in bringing those things before God that motivates God. Uh, now, uh, that's a good reason to pray together is because praying with other people does expand our horizon. It does help us to see issues that maybe we haven't seen before. It may help us to even understand how to pray better out loud. Uh, to, uh, uh, but, but when people feel that they can't pray out loud, it, it is a lack of self-confidence rather than anything else, I think and to, to develop that self-confidence, even by praying just a few words, a couple of sentences to begin with, uh, to do that. Now, I remember when I was growing up, I used to have a minister who always used to call on me to pray, and uh, I used to hide behind uh, other people so he wouldn't see me, but he always seemed to call on me to pray. And I guess I felt at that time, I, uh, what can I contribute? But over the years... I believe I've become more confident in praying because of that kind of thing, being challenged by someone else to to pray out loud. And I've done it, and I've grown in confidence, and I think that's what we need to do. Rather than retreat from it, is to to walk into it and allow God to increase our confidence as we do what is not natural for us to do.
0: A good way to differentiate uh, the issues of the heart here because uh, this idea of uh, praying confidently Uh, as opposed to the idea of praying out of showmanship and it's that sort of showmanship I think that uh, Jesus comments are about there you know for people who are uh, you know declaring how wonderful they are because they are flowery in their praying but we certainly do need confident prayers to be praying at the public prayer meeting because uh, that's the sort of thing that communicates uh, around the meeting how you're being led in prayer that's going to be an essential part of it Brian.
1: Yes, yes, that's true. So, so I would encourage people to, as I say, walk towards it. Don't, don't retreat from it. Don't say, well, I'm not going to go to the prayer meeting because I, don't, I can't pray good enough. Go to the prayer meeting and, and take steps of faith. Pray even small prayers to begin with, and you, that confidence will build. And as the confidence builds, you'll become a much more effective prayer.
0: Here's a little treasure of wisdom from one of our listeners who's responded on our Facebook question today. The question asks, is it better to pray on your own or with others? Carolyn says, praying on my own is needed to build my relationship with God, but corporate prayer is needed to build the kingdom. A good little differentiation there, a Mm -hmm. bit of contrast, but uh, I think uh, wonderful wisdom. Your thoughts for Carolyn?
1: Yes, wonderful wisdom, as you say. Uh, that's probably a very good uh, uh, example of, of the difference between personal prayer and corporate prayer. And as we say, we need both. Uh, without without personal prayer, you can't effectively contribute at the corporate level because it comes out of that relationship with God. So uh, well, well said. Uh, I have to remember that one myself. That was well expressed.
0: That is great stuff. Uh, Brian, when we're at the prayer meeting, uh, you know, the biggest prayer meeting I think I recall going to, I I went to one that was 2,000 people there, and it was being led by uh, prayer leaders. It was just wonderful. Uh, But most of us will find ourselves into a prayer meeting with maybe there's, uh, you know, six or dozen people there. How important do you think it is to you know, have a certain relationship or a oneness with the people that you are praying with? Uh, there's something here, I, I suspect, in this idea of feeling the presence of God uh, when you're on the, the same tuned-in level with others that you know and are in a prayer group. Is it, is it valuable here to, to actually treat it a little bit like a, a small and intimate setting or, or is this idea of thousands at a prayer meeting a better option?
1: Well, I wouldn't say a better option, they're just different opportunities, but certainly uh, certainly, the more unity there is uh, surrounding prayer, the more effective the prayer is going to be. So we do need to pray, pray with like-minded people. I think one of the reasons prayer meetings become go off the rails in so many churches, for instance, is that the people who gather to pray uh, at all different levels of maturity, uh, and also they come with their own agendas. And they pray their own agendas rather than together seeking the Lord's agenda. And and that's one of the things that I think uh, we teach in our schools is that in, in corporate prayer, it's important to listen to the other people's prayers and, and flow with that, add on to their prayers so that you're building, building and building rather than changing the direction of the prayer when you pray and the next person who prays changes the direction again. Uh, the more unity you can build and the more support that you can give to each other in in the building of your prayers. You may not get to pray about your favourite subject on a given night because that might not be what the Lord wants. But if you contribute by listening to the person before you, picking up something that they've prayed and adding it into your prayer, it it builds prayer and a momentum of prayer that enables uh, results to be seen and achieved.
0: No doubt there is a whole big conversation, uh, bigger than what we've got time for today, around the idea of how you might lead a corporate prayer meeting because uh, uh, great wisdom coming through from you there, Brian. Let me ask you that when you are attending your church prayer meeting, Um, the right way to approach God in prayer, and this could be in the personal setting or in the corporate setting too, because, you know, on, on one hand, we're encouraged to come boldly into the courts of the Lord and bring our... Uh, our petitions, our requests. On the other hand, you've got this idea of humility, humbling ourselves before the Lord, which might uh, be less, or might be a contrast to this idea of boldness. Is, uh, is are there different uh, horses for different courses in prayer here? How do you how do you think is the right way to approach God in prayer?
1: Well, well, I, I think that uh, the best the best prayer meetings, as so far as I'm concerned, are ones that are led well. Now, to be led well a prayer leader has to spend time in preparation. And that doesn't often happen. Most uh, times prayer meetings are just held. We all turn up at the same time. There is a leader, but the leader hasn't really sought the Lord about which direction the Lord wants to take the meeting that night. So we teach leaders to actually spend as much time in preparation to lead that prayer meeting as the minister spends uh, preparing the sermon for the Sunday morning service. Now, that's you know that can be 2 or 3 hours a week or 3 or 4 hours a week so it's a serious responsibility if you're going to lead a prayer meeting properly but then the people who don't aren't called to be the leaders when they come they have to have confidence that the leader has actually heard uh, the direction the lord wants to take the meeting now that doesn't mean that that you uh, that the, the leader has to do all the praying but they can say look i believe tonight the lord wants us to pray about for our government then you lay down your personal preferences and agendas and so forth and you join with your leader in praying for the government. And the leader leads off and, as I said before, the second person picks up something the leader has prayed, it connects to their prayer and then makes their contribution and the person following listens to the, your prayer, picks up something from your prayer and adds to it. And by the end of the night, you've prayed much more effectively into the into the government of our nation than you would if everyone just prayed their own prayers and went off in all the different tangents.
0: Extra weight of responsibility on the person who leads your corporate prayer gathering, uh, Brian. Let's take another call. Sandy is on the line in Mackay, in Queensland. Hi, Sandy.
4: Hi there. Good morning. Um, I'm listening to this this show this morning, and God is actually just busy doing something very spiritual in my life. I was diagnosed with um, acute renal failure and could not pray, could not read my Bible, could not go to church, could not worship. It was just my whole, everything had changed because of um, the treatment I'm on. And I started feeling guilty. But, you know, God has shown me, I want you to, to do prayer differently. And he's been teaching me. And so this morning, it's just a big thing of, wow, this is for me. Um, there was a lady that called and she said she falls asleep. I think her name's Penny. Mm, yep. She says she falls asleep. And you know that sometimes when I'm in my quiet time with God, I actually also feel like I fall asleep. But when I when I come out of that deep, deep devotional meditating time with God I realise I wasn't sleeping. He was speaking to me. Mm. So I want to encourage Penny, Penny,
0: to to allow the spirit to to speak to her. Wonderful stuff, Sandy. A thought or two from Brian. Yes, that's wonderful. And uh, and
1: we, we, we must be careful never to judge how God uses or speaks to other people. So uh, God speaks to our, our sister there in that particular way. That's as valid as the way he speaks to me. It may be different, but it's valid. And I think that uh, trying to make us all clones of one another when it comes to prayer uh, is not the way to go. I think God is a creative God. God speaks to different people in different ways. That's why it is important for us to be together so we can each contribute from from who we are in God uh, and what he says through us to give a, a greater picture. So, uh, so certainly, I, I believe God does speak to different people in different ways, according to their circumstances and according to the way he's wired them. Uh, they hear him speak in a different way, but it's just as valid a contribution.
0: Sandy, thank you so much for your call. We'll have to draw a line under it. Uh, just a quick glance at the clock, we've run out of time here, Brian. Uh, I do time want to flies, doesn't it? It flies by so quickly. I want to be able to connect listeners today to the Australian Prayer Network, and you know you're non-denominational, and you have this wonderful way of informing those people who are subscribed to uh, OzPrayerNet.org.au, get those newsletters and prayer point updates and uh, for people who are thinking you know, what are the big issues and how do I get my head around them? Well, this is a wonderful resource uh, to be connected with the Australian Prayer Network and and sometimes people are surprised when I say there is an Australian Prayer Network and uh, at any one time uh, they can get word out and get as many as a 100,000 Australians praying and so Brian I'm sure that number has continued to grow over the years but for people who are wanting to connect and go onto the ozpraynet.org.au website today uh, when they subscribe uh, what what happens to their you know their connection to you
1: okay they they subscribe and oz by the way is au. Uh, when they subscribe they will get all of our newsletters There's no further obligation on them. Uh, There's no uh, cost involved. There's no obligation involved. Uh, If they want to, they can join the National 24-Hour Prayer Watch, which means they're on a prayer chain praying for the nation, uh, praying one hour a week for the nation, but they don't have to do that. Uh, And when we advise them of when schools are coming up and if they want to go to one of those schools, they can, but they don't have to. So there's no obligation. Uh, What it is is a resource that gives you news about all the current things that are happening in the world from a Christian perspective so that you then pray according to how the Lord leads you to pray into those situations.
0: Well, I can personally say uh, this is not junk mail that appears in your email inbox. Uh, This is the sort of thing that if you are a prayer person, a prayer warrior, you will want to get a hold of these uh, newsletters and prayer points that come from the Australian Prayer Network. It's ausprayernet.org.au, a u s. -S 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 prayernet.org.au you can simply and freely subscribe to that and then uh, you can participate as Brian says in prayer schools uh, right up to an advanced level Uh, teaching resources available on prayer and intercession I just want to mention too that the Watchman Foundation School that's on this week is going to be in the city of Brisbane This Thursday night and then on Saturday at Alexandra Hills in Brisbane at the Salvation Army Centre, 1 MacArthur Street in Alexandra Hills. You'll be able to get details there too at the ozprayernet.org.au website. Brian Pickering, uh, you're a valuable man in the way the kingdom is advancing here in Australia. I want to thank you so much for taking some time today to share your thoughts and heart with our listeners today on 2020.
1: Thank you, Neil.